Constructing your life is about much more than just building a bank account. Each week, join real estate entrepreneur and mindset coach Austin Linney as he interviews guests who are constructing their dream lives and impacting the world around them on a daily basis. If you're an entrepreneur or wanting to start a business, or you just want to hear motivating stories of how others have overcome the odds, you are in the right place. And now for your host, Austin Linney. Guys, welcome back to Construct Your Life. This is Austin Lenny here. Sometimes, guys, I hit, I forget to hit record. Me and Matt would have just kept going for like an hour, but we're going to bring you in in the conversation, right, my man? Right. You bet. <laughs> so introduce yourself, tell everybody where you're from, what, you know, who you are, and we'll get started. Yeah, right on. Um, Matt Jens, my name. I am based uh, just north of Des Moines, Iowa, a town um, called Ankeny. Um, yeah, uh, engineer by by trade, um, turned uh, salesman in my in my W two, and um, you know, passive uh, not not so passive. I mean, there's nothing really passive about real estate. We all know that, but um, have some have a small portfolio of real estate properties, right. single family, um, and uh, one apartment complex, multifamily, and then um, got a little side hustle for this uh, legacy in action project as well going so excited and to be here you, and thank you and what do you sell currently what was that w2 job w2 uh i jumped i jumped on with a little startup based out of west des moines four years ago and we sell wearable safety technology so if you imagine you know i'm from the heartland so ag world um imagine a big equipment manufacturer um they're uh, assembly line workers for example so we're, we're on the arm of, of an individual and we're monitoring all of the uh, environmental conditions that surround them. So ah, okay. uh, their individual noise exposure, the air quality, heat stress, um, you know, ergonomics, stuff like that. We're just individualizing safety for, for companies. And what, what got you intrigued about real estate? Um, you know, it was probably 10 years ago and I was working in the w2 world and, and just kind of kind of had this realization like wait so so the goal is to store up a bunch of money and retire when i'm 65 so that i can you know then go do what like it just Dude, it all of a sudden know, didn't make sense i was like whose dream is this because it's not mine you're in go abundance right uh, uh, you, no i'm not no I, but I, you, I, do you know who Diego Coors is? Do you know who Diego yes. is? Okay, yeah, so Diego's a good friend. And I you say that, and I'm laughing because... So I had a guy that worked for me. He was my first podcast assistant. He was just getting into, like, masterminds. And, like, he he was not in this world at all. He was young. He was, like, working for yeah. me, like, back in the day. And we do this whole event with Diego. And I go, what'd you learn? There was, like, seven speakers. He goes, well... I guess I could put down all the books. And I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, well, Diego said, get a job that you make a ton of money, put it in real estate, rinse and repeat and retire. And I was like, I laugh because it's the most quintessential, like direct point. Yeah. It was so perfect. It's like, here's my thing. Yeah. Take some of it, put it over there. Boom, boom. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so you're there and you're saying, okay, I, I think you saw what I saw. I don't want to be 65 and hope that I experience this stuff now. How do I live now and still do that, right? And so you, you engineer by trade, but engineer to sales, that seems right. like a weird kind of uh, switch over. 
yeah so um i realized pretty quickly that it was sitting behind a desk pounding out cad models and whatnot um you know fmea is just not not for me i'm too much of a people person um so took the chance uh to go help a, a third-party recruiting company build their engineering and manufacturing recruiting business so that was my first jump into sales so I knew I knew the engineer lingo, the language I could speak to speak and and talk to talk with all the hiring managers. Helped them build that out. Went from me being the only employee up to well, I was eight or ten when I left, um, and then just kind of that got too big, and so then I jumped over with with this um, uh, wearable tech company. My first my first job job was a, a say or I'm sorry a safety engineer for a bridge building company. Hmm. So. I jumped back into kind of the safety world to help them. I was employee number seven with, with Make You Safe, the currently the company I'm currently with. Jumped in to help them build out their company, grow that. We're 30 employees now, something like that. Guys, let me take a minute to tell you about my buddies over at LeadHub, Ben and Aaron, the best humans I know. Not only are they amazing at marketing for trade companies, but Ben started his HVAC company in his garage, sold it for multi-million dollars. So when this guy talks, I listen. When we took over Deets Mechanical, we had 22 reviews in 22 years in seven short months. We went from 22 reviews to 107. We went from a 4.2 to a 4.7. We tripled our Facebook presence and we tripled our calls. If you're an HVAC, plumbing, electric, landscaping company, and you're looking for a no BS approach to marketing, you're looking for people who have done it before, you got to go to leadhub.com. And so you're... you're doing your W-2 and you're investing in real estate. Um, yep. Are you the only one in your company that's investing in real estate? Are you, are you no. by yourself out there on an Island? You know? uh, no, I don't think so. I, I think there's a couple others who are interested in real estate. I know um, one of the gals on our, our team actually bought a, bought a house and is living in it and just kind of doing the burr method while she's living there. Two of them, I think are actually mm -hmm. doing that. So no, it's a, it's it's pretty common. Um, I love it. And so when you got in, um, what was the first thing that you bought in the real estate? We bought in 2013. Um, we bought a house here in Ankeny uh, for $29,000. It was a two-bedroom little bungalow. And, um, man, we gutted the thing and... Uh, put just a ton of work in it. My wife's pregnant with our first kid. And so anyway, we put a ton of work into that, got it rented, leased up. I mean, it's probably worth 180 now. So, I mean, we've, we've done well on that. It's just cash flowing like crazy, but we leveraged that one then to go buy another property. Did the same thing. That one didn't need near as much work. Got both of them up going, uh, leveraged both of them to go buy a six unit apartment complex um, just north of town. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's that. And then and, and after that, you know, one of the guys in that group, that was a group of three of us. One of the guys said, ah, no, I don't really want to keep going. So um, the two of us kind of split off and went and bought two more single family houses and do the same burr method on, on both of them and have those one of them. So we actually sold on contract and the other one was rented as well. So when, before you got started in this back in the day, you know, what was, what was easier than you thought before you got started? Um, I mean, just pulling the trigger and, and 
doing your first one that was get the first one out of the way and then again everything kind of starts to make sense everything um you start to learn the market you start to learn that hey if i think stuff in ankeny rents usually somewhere between a dollar and a quarter and a dollar fifty a square foot and so just knowing that i mean it makes everything working backwards pretty darn easy when it comes to deciding a purchase price and um so what was easier uh easier was actually getting it renovating it and getting it up and rented um, mm-hmm. in a, in a mm-hmm. timely manner and also learning a lot about working with banks and learning that you know hey they'll give you a few months three months or something before you you really have to start making the big payments um, sometimes they'll do interest only type deals and so having a good relationship with the bank is is invaluable and what was harder than you thought uh, sitting here today it was harder um I don't know, team dy- team dynamics are, are tough, you know, um, and, and all of us that that invest together and worked on it, we're all still super good friends. Um, two of us go on ski trips out to Colorado every year together. Um, one of them is just busy with family stuff. It's not that he's not invited. He just doesn't doesn't come. But anyway, that was that was tough, you know, because certain guys were doing other things and put more time in. And so we really we got to the end of the project and we really kind of had to have to come to Jesus meeting and be like, look, I busted my tail working on this and so here's what i think is fair and but it was all i mean the importance of having a relationship with your partners is is incredibly important because we all we just sat down over beer and hammered it out changed what we needed to change and now everything's back to kosher and everything's back to good i love that and so before we got started you and i were talking about buying businesses and stuff and we were talking about different um different modalities, right? And I think something that'll resonate with you is about about eight months ago, I realized that moving forward in my life that I only wanted to run races I can't win. Thanks. Like seriously, I only wanna I only wanna I only wanna go up mountains that I, that that don't have a top. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this is for everybody, but I'm saying that I'm saying that ultimately you know, the utilitarian nature of real estate. I understand it. I get it. But where it started going sideways for me was during COVID is that nothing made sense to me. There's there's like, as wild as I am and as, as, as by the hip as my life is, because I am shoot by the hip, never had a note written down for a podcast in my life, right? That's yeah. my nature. But I also understand certain cycles right and certain things that exist right with interest rates and how things look and rent and you know one and a quarter rent it gives you one rent that's how you buy it when it started making no sense to me i said okay i don't know like if you if you don't have if you don't have something that you can tangibly hold on to that makes me nervous right and i'm even in a weirder world which is full scale large scale or airbnb which is there's no laws and it's pure <laughs> anarchy at all times. See, I wish people understood seven years ago when Airbnb first started, you think it's structured now. There was nothing. Okay. Yeah. It was wild. Right. And so that had me pause for the, for the first time. And then I started digging into the different components of business, whether it be marketing, whether it be long-term brand exposure, whether like all these different 
there's so many it's sales script and uh sales and sops and there's so many different layers and it's it's it it's very layered in and then i i got a book called buy then build and, and basically this guy went to you know get his mba and i mean it's crazy to say but even a couple of years ago like buying cash flowing businesses maybe people were doing it but it wasn't as in your face as it is now right and so he said look i wrote this book because i nobody was teaching it like i literally taught myself and he says a stat in there and i might get it not on the dot but i'm pretty sure i'm spot on he said that 94 percent of all businesses that are started fail like startups 94 percent of all businesses that cash flow and have been around for 10 years are successful and that was the stat. That was the stat. It's like, oh, hey, okay. This, there's something here. They've been through the recessions. They've been through these things. And then when you start understanding the mechanics of how to get it financed, the SBA loans or banks, that's where I started uh, kind of pulling apart. And then, you know, just I'm, a, I'm obsessed with human psychology. I mean, what other, what other place to get than, you know, I, I tell people all the time, um, my staff goes from 70 to 17. So you want to talk about complexity of age, generation, how they grew up, leadership in different stages. So it just has everything. It's a cornucopia of problems, which are my favorite. And <laughs> every day you're a fireman, right? So it keeps it keeps the mind. Like real, you could say the same thing about real estate, but it just became very myopic to me and i'll always still do it and it's a great place to place vehicle but it wasn't giving me what i needed to be fulfilled mm -hmm. yeah and so you create this income you do it and you still love your job you know what is next for you and kind of where your mind goes on you know where we are with the market. I mean, everybody can talk about the damn market and the interest rates, but you know, what's the long-term tail for you as you get older and you continue to invest? Like what, what are the things that excite you the most? Yeah. So that, that's a great question. And, and what I'm, I, I admire the people that can look at a business, look at real estate and just be excited about the numbers. Like part of, part of me, looks at real estate and it's like you know there's there's all sorts of people out there offering places to live that probably know how to do it better than I do and so uh, I, anyway all that to say like I just I gotta have a little more passion behind me I gotta have a little more um you know this is kind of the legacy that I want to leave um and so I I built this um, I think I've told you about this, this whole a legacy in action. That's what I'm excited about right now. That's what I'm trying to build out. That's this, um, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about being a dad to my daughter. And I don't know, there, there's, a, there's a company out there or a, a StoryWorth. Are you familiar with StoryWorth? Have you heard of it? So StoryWorth, it's, it's this, um, it's great, great opportunity, great company, um, great idea. But the idea is, you know, my dad is 71 years old now. Okay. So I can sign him up for StoryWorth. 
and they send him all these emails and say, hey, tell me about, you know, the town that you grew up in. Tell me about what it was like to live, you know, under the house with your parents. Tell me about your best friend when you were a kid, right? So all of this stuff. And the idea is that we he kind of creates this time capsule that when he's gone, I, I have these thoughts and these ideas and I, I kind of get a sneak peek into what my dad's life was. But what I thought was for every story that my dad, my 71-year-old dad remembers, how many has he forgotten? along the way right what what were the missing pieces of the puzzle so and and I started out you know three or four years ago my daughter was six at the time and I just went to Walmart and I bought a, a little notebook I grabbed a pen and I thought I'm going to write her an entry every month just this is who you are this is how you've changed this is what you love right now and then you know it kind of fell off I was like every other month and then I was every quarter and I'm like man this is i this is important to me. I just, I don't, I, I need a prompting. I need something. So I built out this texting platform to, to send me a text message every, every month with a prompt, with a question. And, and my thought was like, I can respond to a text message anywhere. I can respond to a text message sitting in the waiting room of the dentist's office, right? But I'm not going to bring my journal in and actually take the time to write it down. Um, so Anyway, I built out this texting platform. It texts me every three weeks. It prompts me to, you know, hey, tell me about a daddy daughter date that you just went on, upload a picture. And, and then at the end of that 12 months, it spits out a book. And, and then I have I have a book like this, right? And then so I, I schedule a, a daddy daughter date with my daughter at the end of the year. We go through it together. Um, and then every, you know, when, when she finally turns 18 and leaves the house or gets married or I haven't decided when I'm going to give it to her. I'm going to have a whole stack of these books and like, Hey, here's, here's your life documented year by year for the last 10 years, 15 years, whatever it might be. So mm -hmm. I just think that from a, a legacy standpoint and, and encouraging fathers to be intentional and it's caused me to, to really, when I'm present with my daughter, when I'm with her, like I'm, I'm with her and I'm, I'm intentional with the time and I'm, um, just observing like who she is and what she's into and so kind of the the ancillary effect or the, the side effect of, of all of this is is adding benefit as well to me at least and what's your definition of legacy yeah it can be be whatever you want i mean it, your legacy is just what how are you remembered when you're gone um and so so the goal is is to be remembered by a dad who was really present and who, who knew you know what his daughter was into and, and knew what she was going through and what her struggles were and um, how he could help right that's that's what I want my legacy to be I have a really good friend and he's been on the podcast a couple of times and after mm -hmm. his podcast came episode came out this was like in the beginning of the podcast um he sent me an email and he said hey man um like I don't this wasn't your intention when we did but he's like I've never shared my story and my grandmother has never heard my story and now if something were to happen to me my my kids can hear my story and it it the podcast took on a different meaning after that yeah right? and what you've created and what you're doing is I I know that that they did this with my great grandfather when he was at towards the end. And I just think about like, he was one of the, uh, he was worked at Budweiser from 18 to 84, 86. So like, or like 16. Right. So like, can you imagine the stories of like that? You know, like 
and they got yeah. some of those but like could you imagine if they had your thing like you know it's so like i don't why do we have to be old or to only think about these things right and that's why it's so important right because it, it really is and then if they do it for their kids and so on and so on and so on and so on like now you have this yeah for lack of a better word catalytic uh, catalog of you know they're doing it all the time now with like following family genes and stuff we it's pretty cool right and mm -hmm. and so uh you know i could it's easy and this is this is to tie it all together it's easy to get up for your job when you're fulfilled in what you created yeah 100 because it makes the job the thing to do so you could continue to pour your energy in that this thing and so on and so on right that's why i think that's a lot if you're trying to pull maximum fulfillment out of your job or that real estate investment it's never going to feel the way that it needs to feel but you found something that gives you that thing so then you could show up in the other aspects of your life as a whole if that makes sense yep yep absolutely absolutely so how did you, besides the texting, was it just as simple as that? How did you get better at prompting yourself? Because I mean, we, we, I, I could go down the list of the things I've tried to start. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, well, well, the short answer is I, I didn't, I didn't get great at remembering to, to write the journal, right? So I just, what what led me to creating this was like this is important to me i i need to do this if i get to the point where my daughter is 18 21 years old and i have nothing for her i'm gonna look back and i'm gonna be mad so uh that's what led me to create this texting platform is it, it and again just the simplicity i don't know i could do email but how many emails do you just look at and delete or never think mm -hmm. i'll respond to that mm -hmm. later but mm -hmm. again text messaging is right now you can do a voice text like voice to text uh, mm -hmm. if you're in the car um you can do the voice to text uh feature so you're not you know sitting there thumbing a thumbing a text message while you're driving but just so many it's so versatile right mm -hmm. so and I think I think it'll continue to evolve. I think there'll be time when when it's it's it, there's video and maybe it's an app. Maybe no, it's, I don't see, know. You already got my mind. You already you already. Yeah. I'm already here. I'm already here because I play around it with our company. So now Chat GPT, you can talk to it, and it'll write and create images for you. So you could literally create a general journal entry, shove it in there, and it'll speak and organize it all, and then boom, and then you could create a picture along with it or add a picture and there's so many it's so it, it those are going to be the things that as we continue to get you know what i've been doing for myself I, people are so, like it's so weird like if i need to read something like or like if it's for business or like it's an email or like so, I, I'm, I think i'm getting real old in my in my younger old age i'll print it out now because we become so digital that it's 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 really easy to to read you know a printed thing right and as we continue to get more digital and more AI, I think something that you're creating really is rooted in uh, like more of like fundamental stuff. I think somebody, something that somebody would really appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And again, just, just having a physical copy of a book versus mm -hmm. a, you know, a, a digital file or a, a video. I mean, a, vi a video would be cool, right? And you will see, but having something physical as well will be 
of value. I love that. Yeah. So if people want to find out about this thing that you created and stuff like that, how would they do that? Yeah. A legacy in action.com. That's it. Super easy. Super yeah. easy. Well, man, uh, guys go check that out. I know a couple of you out there have had babies recently. So maybe, maybe something to get onto also buy them a real estate investment too, while you're at it. So, uh, you can get yeah, something you <laughs> a little bit of both. <laughs> so, Absolutely. uh, man, I appreciate it, dude. Uh, I love stuff like this, uh, this guy named Ken Wimberly out of Dallas created something similar. Yeah. yeah I, I interviewed him many, many years ago. He's actually, um, he's actually part of the reason why me and my dad are speaking to each other. Um, oh, wow. so, you know, um, cause he did Ken's the same thing. He, I yeah, he did the same I, thing he's, he's for a... his, uh, for his daughter. It was yeah. something he created. So, yeah, I mean, I love stuff like this because, um, different, but the same. Uh, yep. Alex Hermosi said his not his his biggest regret in his business or just what he's created is that he didn't uh, take more photos and more journals when he got started. Uh, yeah. Because he he wanted to remember those days because it's not like that anymore. And I think I think we could all say the same for ourselves. I think I think yep. um, yeah. I would really wish I would have journaled back when I was like eighteen, seventeen. It's pretty wild. So. Uh, yeah. So, you know, you think about all that stuff and you're just like, oh, it's just another day. But for really creating the, the habit is, is only going to benefit the memories. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, if you got some value from this, send it to a friend and we'll see you next time.